the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Russia attacks civilians trying to flee. If anyone still has doubts, Ukraine needs planes. Credit card companies abandon Russia. As the West pulls away from Russia, China is moving in to fill that void. Gas prices surge to the highest level since 2008. I don't think any of us are happy about this. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Monday, March 7th. I'm Mike Scott. Monitoring the ongoing war in Ukraine. According to the New York Times, who were filming at the time, hundreds of civilians had gathered near a bridge at Irpin Sunday, seeking to escape the capital and were attacked by Russian forces. The Times reports the civilians were caught out in the open and that eight died in the attack. Speaking through an interpreter, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky renewed his call for a no-fly zone. The world has the power to close our skies from Russian missiles, Russian warplanes, helicopters. If anyone still has doubts, Ukraine needs planes. In fact, it is simple when you have the will to make the sky safe, because the sky of Ukraine is the sky of Europe. The Ukrainian president went on to say that Ukraine will, quote, punish everyone who committed atrocities in this war. Republican Senator from Florida Marco Rubio told Jake Tapper on Sunday that a no-fly zone is out of the question. That means flying AWACS 24 hours a day. That means the willingness to shoot down and engage Russian airplanes in the sky. That means, frankly, you can't put those planes up there unless you're willing to knock out the anti-aircraft uh, systems that the Russians have deployed, and not just in Ukraine, but in Russia and also in, in, in Belarus. So basically, a no-fly zone, it, uh, if people understood what it means, it means... World War III. It means starting World War III. Meantime, the Russian military is warning Ukraine's neighboring countries from hosting warplanes, saying Moscow may consider them a part of the conflict if Ukrainian aircraft fly combat missions from their territory. However, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken says that the U.S. is leaving the door open to NATO allies such as Poland to deliver aircraft to Ukraine. That gets a green light. In fact, we're talking uh, with uh, our Polish friends right now about what we might be able to do to backfill uh, their needs if, in fact, they choose to provide these fighter jets to, to the Ukrainians. Uh, what could we do? How can we help to make sure that uh, they get something to backfill the planes that they're handing over to, to the Ukrainians? We're in very active discussions with them about that. The Secretary of State says President Biden has been clear he will not put the U.S. in direct conflict with Russia. American planes flying against Russian planes uh, or our soldiers on the ground in Ukraine because for everything we're doing for Ukraine, the president also has a responsibility to not uh, get us into a direct conflict, a direct war 
with Russia, a nuclear power, and risk a war that expands. Republican Representative Michael McCall of Texas on a diplomatic trip to Poland says that he is urging the White House to enact even more sanctions. I would add the secondary sanctions as well that would impact any other entity or country that would assist, like, say, China. And also uh, this carve-out exception for energy, uh, that's a lifeblood for Putin, and I believe he's using that money to spill blood in, in Ukraine. McCall went on to discuss what concerns him about Russia and how U.S. forces that have been moved to Poland to act as a deterrent. Well, we met with the 82nd Airborne uh, you know, group uh, you know, in an uh, undisclosed location, but uh, they're doing quite a bit. I mean, we're defending, putting all our defense systems in, Patriot batteries, a lot of stuff. Uh, I, I don't think Putin would make that miscalculation. At least you would hope not. We do worry about short tactical nuclear if it gets, he gets too desperate. I would say Georgia and Moldova are probably more vulnerable because they aren't uh, in the NATO club, if you will. But our, our uh, forces that we've moved from Germany uh, now to, uh, to Poland have really fortified Poland. McCall says, frankly, Ukrainians simply need lethal aid. This is what we hear on the ground from the Ukrainians. We need more lethal aid. We met with the governor of, of Lviv, which is that border town, you know, from Ukraine and Poland. Uh, and we hear, heard it from Zelensky yesterday. I need more uh, lethal weapons, more weapons to protect my airspace. That would mean the aircraft, that would mean the drones, and that would mean the surface-to-air missiles. When it comes to providing Ukraine with aircraft, Representative McCall had this to say. I strongly urge the Secretary of State yesterday uh, to complete this transaction. Uh, You know, the the Ukrainians can fly Russian MiGs, uh, but then the, the, the Poland wants a back order, and, and that may be possibly F-16s that, you know, the, the role I have and the chairman and I sign off on these foreign military weapon cells. We're not going to put our troops in there, but you know what? We can help the Ukrainian people win this war. McCall also explained why helping Ukraine is in America's interest and urges the Biden administration to stop importing Russian oil. Beyond freedom and democracy, which I think is enough, uh, there's too much at stake in the region with respect to the Black Sea energy control, uh, you know, the, uh, what Putin's trying to do with energy. Too much at stake with what President Xi, how he's going to analyze this with respect to, you know, Taiwan. At a minimum, Jake, as I urge the secretary, please tell the president of the United States to at least stop the imports of Russian energy that are fueling the slaughter. So the question is, how do you decouple from Russian oil? The call to sanction Russian oil is growing stronger as the war in Ukraine rages on. In a letter on Sunday, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said that the House is exploring legislative options to isolate Russia, including a ban on Russian oil and energy. Yet the Biden administration's U.N. ambassador, Linda Thomas-Greenfield, tells George Stephanopoulos on ABC that the Biden administration was still looking at all options. We're trying our our best to minimize the impact 
on our own country, on our own energy security, as well as the energy security around the world. So we're in uh, discussions with uh, NATO allies, as well as uh, working uh, with uh, uh, with our with the pres- president is working with his advisors, security advisors, as well as his energy advisors on how to address these issues. Jonathan Carl. Chief Washington correspondent for ABC News joined this week and told Stephanopoulos that America is dependent on Russian oil. The question of the of, of banning the import of oil and gas from from Russia, you know, it is not insignificant. Uh, we actually take in more petroleum from Russia than we do from Saudi Arabia. Uh, so, so the ban will result in, and, and it also obviously affects the world supply as well. So you'll see oil go from not $100 a barrel to 150 maybe $200 a barrel. But it's extraordinary, George, for all of the, uh, the sanctions that have been imposed, and they have been unprecedented uh, on, on Russia, to sanction everything but the thing that drives their economy. However, Republican Senator Marco Rubio says the president is resisting sanctions against Russian oil because he fears it could lead to even higher gas prices, but also remains firmly opposed to increased U.S. production. Rubio tells the Salem Radio Network, with Russian oil exports strained by the war in Ukraine, the U.S. should open the domestic spigots. If someone is going to be selling more oil into the marketplace, it should be America, which has the capacity to do it. We we don't need Russian oil. Senator Rubio also says now is the time for the U.S. to impose oil sanctions on Russia, something he says that would be effective in further crippling the Putin economy. Close to half of Russia's uh, national reserves are frozen in, in foreign bank accounts, which is uh, which is a big problem. R- Russia's got a lot. I mean, they're in that economy is in a complete death spiral. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie echoes Rubio's statements, but points to climate change activists as the roadblock to American energy independence. You have to ban Russian oil and you have to increase domestic production. And that is where Joe Biden's going to have the problem because he's held captive by the environmental left. When John John Kerry, his guy, said last week that the real tragedy of Ukraine is it's slowing our efforts on climate change. That will summarize what the far left's view is about domestic oil production. We are still looking at more pain at the pump. Gasoline prices surging to their highest level since 2008 on Sunday. As crude oil supply fears stemming from Russia's war on Ukraine impacts consumers at the pump. The national average for a gallon of gas hit $4 on Sunday, according to AAA, which is the highest since July 2008, not adjusted for inflation. Prices have been rising at a fast clip. Consumers are paying 40 cents more than a week ago and 57 cents more than a month ago. Experts point to the war in Ukraine for the jump in prices, and some consumers say they understand the situation. I don't think any of us are happy about this. Uh, It's kind of understandable what's going on with the Ukraine and everything. Uh, I think I think we have it a lot better than they have it over there. However, this consumer, Larry Dennigan, a truck driver from Minnesota, says he's feeling the pinch. I literally have 300-gallon tanks times that. It costs me less than 600 a year ago. The underlying cost of oil accounts for more than 50% of the cost of gas 
that consumers put in their cars. I've been out here 50 years. It's crazy. Meanwhile, rising inflation is also a concern. Economists are already raising their inflation forecast. The whole commodities complex has shifted higher since Russia is such a key producer of wheat, aluminum, and other commodities. Georgetown professor Nada Issa joined CNBC's Squawk Box to discuss the fears of inflation in light of the war in Ukraine. There is a risk uh, with Ukraine that with the war that uh, it extends beyond uh, Ukraine. I think that that the drag that could come from that uncertainty uh, could really pull us down. Issa went on to say that markets will have a rough time in the coming weeks. The key word here is uncertainty. There's uncertainty about what's going to happen with inflation, how the markets are going to react to the Fed, uh, how hard the Fed is going to go on the on the path of raising interest rates. So I think we do have, a, as, as Austin said, I think we have a bumpy road ahead. The expert also says there isn't much wiggle room when it comes to the U.S. economy right now. We have very little room to act on the fiscal side or the monetary side in terms of uh, responding to any kind of downturns. Uh, so uh, we just have to hold on tight and see uh, see how things progress. Don't leave home without it. MasterCard, Visa, and American Express are suspending their operations in Russia in the latest blow to the country's financial system after its invasion of Ukraine. American Express said their cards will no longer work at merchants or ATMs in Russia. Additionally, Amex says they will be terminating all business operations in Belarus. CNN's global economic analyst Rana Faruhar says that the crisis in Ukraine is revealing how economics can be weaponized. It's just the latest beat in the way in which the U.S. and Europe are together using the Western-controlled financial system to try and isolate Russia. So first we saw financial sanctions. We saw Russia being taken off of the SWIFT system that um, banks use to pay each other. Uh, Now we're seeing commercial credit card companies pulling out. And so what you see really is this use of financial networks in a kind of a weapon way, you know, to ring fence Russia and to really put more and more financial pressure on the country. However, Faruhar points out China may benefit from the financial strain Western countries are putting on Russia. One thing we have to remember, though, is that as the West pulls away from Russia, China is moving in to fill that void. And this is something that was happening even before war in Ukraine, that Russia and China were doing a lot more trade together, oil deals, all of that done in Chinese currency mm-hmm. versus dollars. And this is something that China very much wants. They want to de-dollarize the world to try and reduce the power of the dollar, because as you see at times like this, there's a lot of power in the dollar and in U.S.-led financial systems. So what's it like to be sealed in a capsule with Russians whose country is at war? Two American NASA engineers, William Brown and Ashley Kowalski, are currently living in the capsule, along with three Russians and an Emirati, for a NASA experiment known as Sirius 21, which involves isolating for eight months as part of a space mission simulation. Before being sealed in the capsule, Kowalski expressed excitement at the opportunity to participate in the experiment. It's just a really great honor and a great responsibility for me to be here today. Uh, I'm very proud to be representing America and the U.S. um, And I know that this will really be an important part 
of furthering our goals of long-duration human spaceflight. The only contact this group has with the outside world now are letters that are uploaded to a secure server operated by a coordinator involved in the experiment. A NASA spokesperson said they plan to continue with the mission despite State Department advice for Americans to leave Russia immediately. And finally, a Florida man who was pulled over for speeding attempted to place the blame on Russian President Vladimir Putin during the traffic stop. Authorities say the driver who remains unidentified was pulled over by a Flagler County deputy in Palm Coast for allegedly running a stop sign and going 50 miles per hour in a 30 MPH zone. How fast do you think you were going? 40? Don't even. 50. 50? 50 and a 30. According to body cam footage, the man gave the deputy many reasons for why he was speeding. First, he blamed his car. I just got this thing, okay, sir? Sir, I literally saw you run the stop sign. I'm sorry. Then, he blamed Russian President Vladimir Putin. I just found out that Putin is just said he's going to launch nuclear thermal war against the world. I was trying to get back to my house. The Flagler County Sheriff's Office posted the body cam footage to their Facebook page with the hashtag Russian Home. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.